Chapter 55 The streets of Midtown were not busy. Anybody who could leave the island had left, and everybody left seemed to be hiding indoors, glued to the rolling news coverage which, for now, was fixed on their devastated city. The bars were closed. The never-dormant city had been shocked to sleep. They attached posters onto lampposts and the makeshift notice boards appearing wherever there was space. Hundreds of similar posters begged for information about husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters and friends. Everybody walking the streets was searching for somebody, undertaking the same optimistic search with the same weariness associated with their collective despair and grief. On a TV inside a shop window, a headline said that one person had been pulled from the rubble. One. Just one. From all those thousands trapped. Steve cursed the hopelessness of the search for his dear friend. He knew Isla was trying to stay strong. She wanted to be his rock, but she said she was concerned for him. He couldn't speak in sentences and hadn't talked about how he felt or even what had happened. He told her he'd seen things from very close quarters and left it at that, robotically sticking to the task of pressing on beyond the streets, poster by poster, wall by wall, block by block and beyond. The phone network sporadically pinged into life as the night sky brightened, slowly introducing a new dawn. Messages randomly started appearing on everyone's phones as the network demand slowed. With a combination of loved ones making sure they were still okay and the random people who were dipping in just to be nosy. They replied to the ones that they needed to and ignored the rest. Tina promised to put something on their website informing the hundreds of well-wishers who were contacting the record company that Steve was safe and well. She would also put out an appeal for information on Jared. It was all that they could do. Isla took Steve's hand and tried to look into his eyes. They had been walking all night and had come full circle towards the office. She was tired and knew Steve was likely to be no more energised than her. Should we check in with Jackie and try for some sleep? You can. I'm going to keep looking. Steve still couldn't make meaningful eye contact. He was shattered and still trying to disguise the haunted feeling he knew he gave off every time he focused on anything for too long. Everything he saw reminded him of the previous morning. Everything. They walked the two blocks to the office where Jackie was still at her desk, fielding calls from all over the world. Jackie, please go home. If you can't get home, can I find you a room in my hotel? Steve agreed to the trip to the office, but was itching to get back out on the streets. I have a room you can use, Isla helpfully chipped in. I'm okay here. I'm not going anywhere until we know something and I can grab a nap if I need to. She pointed at Jared's office where there was a sofa bed for the times when it was either too late for one of them to get home or where Jared was in no state to try. Steve knew he couldn't convince her to leave the office and gave up just as Devon reappeared, out of both posters and energy, too tired to continue for now. Devon had made it as far south as he was allowed before being turned back. He was shocked having got so near to the rescue efforts that Steve could see from their exchange glances that he now had his own haunted visions to address. They had both seen a vision of hell which could not be put into words. Devon only managed to murmur night before lying down on the sofa bed. Jackie would have to wait if she wanted it. The three of them held each other once again as Jackie muttered another prayer before the English contingent made their way back to the hotel in silence. With Devon now asleep, Jackie on her last legs and Isla openly exhausted, Steve took a little persuasion to give up the search for now and get some sleep. He was once again greeted by the hotel staff who passed him another set of messages while Isla had a note from BA giving a holding update. They weren't going anywhere for another day at least, but there was a team meeting at 9am just two hours away. She left a note with reception for Sally to make her excuses, explaining her absence. They'd been up for over 24 hours and had spent much of the last 12 out searching. They desperately needed sleep. Steve, do you want me to come with you or shall I go back to my own room? Steve smiled and took her hand as they made their way to his suite. He opened the door and walked into his room. The move from night to dawn was complete and he slumped into a chair by the window. 
To the south, the dust cloud blotted the sky. The floodlights at what had now been renamed Ground Zero had been replaced by sunlight and Steve was transfixed by the new landscape. Can I get you anything, darling? You haven't eaten. Steve's emotional state was fragile, but he continued to give away nothing about his inner hell. He shook his head, fixed on the absence of the two great landmarks that he had seen every time he'd ever looked out of a plane arriving at JFK. Isla gave up on conversation and lay on the huge bed, although not intending to. Within a moment, she was asleep. Steve looked over her, briefly acknowledging that if somebody was in his room tonight, he wanted it to be her. Much as he would happily share his bed with Isla tonight, he would do anything to share the room with his dear friend at the expense of any woman, just because it would mean that Jared was alive. The thought of never seeing him again provoked tears. He pulled two JD miniatures out of the minibar, pouring them into a glass before downing it straight. He closed his eyes but only saw images of Jared walking away from their breakfast, followed by the lifeless body of Erfan. He had a nagging tune in his head and stumbled through his music memories to properly identify it. This is our last goodbye. This is our last embrace, and the memories offer signs that it's over. He had typically staggered into an appropriate Jeff Buckley lament. For now, only the minibar held the answers.